welcome to our Morning Throners podcast. I'm Nelson. I'm Jeff. I'm Kyle. And we're the fucking Morning Throners. And welcome back to another episode of your favorite Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We are your Morning Throners, and we got my favorite character on deck, Sansa, one of A Storm of Swords. Gentlemen, what do you think? Best chapter so far in this one. By far. Are you being serious? Yeah. Okay, I, I agree. I think it's, I don't know if it's the best one, but I think it's an awesome chapter. Uh, like, I think it's Sansa's best in chapter. In this book. I, I mean, it's her only one in this book. I wasn't going to say the best chapter in this book. I was going to say overall. Sansa's best chapter ever, Nelson? Yeah, I mean, most of her chapters are it's like, up there. Like, you, like you're saying, Jeff, like you're like my favorite character. I thought the Hound one was decent, the, the last one. Yeah, the last one was good, too. I mean, Olena's a goat character. I mean, if you never hear from her again... This chapter was enough <laughs> of a letter. She that made she, a mark for sure. Yeah. 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 And you could never hear from her again. She's pretty old, right? It sounds. Yeah, she's up there. A lot of a lot of people younger than her are dying, so yeah, she says Hoster at one point, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh I will say just timeline wise, still haven't figured out the exact timeline, but this has to be after the last Tyrion because he asked Braun if Marjorie's in the city yet, and Braun says no. But everyone loves her already because they've been giving food away in her yeah. name, even though she's not here. And then here, she's here already. And Sansa early on has like a flashback. We don't know how how long ago she's remembering, but she's remembering like some time ago when when Marjorie came into the city. So probably like at least a week after last year. Not that it really matters, but again, just kind of placing it. Yeah, week's fine. We'll stay there. It's probably been like a month after the battle at this point, at least, because Tyrion was at least a fortnight week for a week after that. We're probably getting close to a month after the battle. So not a whole lot of plot. I guess there's some plot development here a little bit. Uh, I think it's cool. You get to we get to learn a little bit about the Tyrell family. Yeah, this is the first we've seen them, at least from the eyes of Olena. Yeah, uh, I get to talk to Marjorie and, and whatnot. I mean, it's like all of them are there too, though. There's a, there's a lot of them for sure. We see a little bit of Marjorie and Loras, pretty much. That's it so far, right? Like even Mace. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if we've seen Mace. I don't even think we've seen Mace. We yeah. just heard Definitely his name. Heard his name. Yeah. Yeah. He's talked about a lot more here. But I think I pointed out at one point in Clash of Kings, like we do hear a lot of like there's Tyrells around, but it's never actually confirmed that I saw in the book that I noticed that Mace is with them. At, yeah. Like with Renly going to Bitterbridge and everything. I, th- I like for some reason I thought that it was possible. I that always he was feel, back I, in Highgarden the whole time. I don't think he was back at Highgarden. I think he was back at like the main column. Like if they were at. X, he was like the the town behind him with the main column is the way I took it. But like like Redley was the vanguard kind of thing and he had the main host. But yeah. All right. Let's jump into it. So San Sansa's in a room uh pondering over uh this dinner invite she got from Marjorie. Like what does it mean? Is it fake? Is she just trying to be nice? Yada yada yada. Well it's gotta be terrifying, right? Like she's she's kind of half planning this escape plot already. Yeah. yeah. These people are like, she just got told pretty much like, oh, you're just a breeder now. Like you're not like you're, you're still screwed. Like, I mean, her life is like in, in, in severe danger here, essentially. Yeah. Cause I mean, where she left off, right. You're talking about, cause where she left off, basically she is free from Joffrey is what she thinks. And then she talks yeah. to Dantos at the end and she's like, yeah, but you're not really like, you're still his. You're not free. You're actually worse. Cause now you're yeah. not even queen. Like, yeah, you're not his wife, but you're still his. Yeah. yeah. So not good. What this like intro made me think of, and I actually went back and looked to see if it was the first Sansa chapter of Clash of Kings. It wasn't the first Sansa chapter of Clash of Kings is Joffrey's birthday, but the second one, she gets a letter. There's a letter under her note. It's from Dantos. It's like meet me under in the gods. Note? Where was it? I just. Or I think it's under her pillow. 
right? Under she a finds pillow. a note under a yeah. pillow. It's a, it's, she doesn't know who it's from. It just says like, meet me in the godswood if you want to go home or something like that, right? Yeah. And and she has like this whole in, internal monologue she has here where she's like, fuck, what if it's not, like what if it's, what a, if trap? it's a trap? What if Joffrey's yeah. behind it? You know what I mean? Like she's, it's like, a, yeah, and here there is a, it's like a from Marjorie, so she knows who it's from. But it could still be a from <laughs> Joffrey type of thing. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, I think it's very sensible for her to think like, should I even do this? Like she gets a little loose lip and obviously we'll get into it. Like, I think she goes in with the right mindset. Like I need to be tight lipped here, like yeah. people around and she kind of breaks down. Uh, but uh, yeah, fuck you got nothing. Now you have nobody right now and you have no protection. Cause you're, you're basically well, the hound's gone. He was like kind of her only potential muscle. Yeah. The, the one person that might've cared about her, like is there's nobody. There's a little yeah. interior. Maybe Tyrion does. Cause he stopped. She mentions he stopped. Than the one time from from stripping and beating her. I mean, he but, just cares about her enough to not see her humiliated. Is what right. I would say. I don't yeah, think he right. is going to stand up for her. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but at least he he had like a decency yeah. enough to do it, and she probably hasn't met a Tyrell other than Loras giving her the flower, which she she played up big in her mind. We find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she talks about uh, the the big parade when Marjorie arrived and. She was coming in first, and then uh, Mom and Gma came behind with you know the rest of the, the caravan of women. I'm sure, uh, but just talking about how the the commoners loved her, right, throwing flowers at her feet. Uh, same she, people that fucked her up like weeks ago. Yeah, yeah same ago. people that were literally yeah. eating people's intestines out <laughs> yeah. uh, in the parade. Yeah, I love this new girl. They don't even know. They love her. They were literally going to kill me if not for, like Jeff said, the hound. That was her protector. She was dead in that riot if not for the hound. He's the only reason she gets out of that. Um, exactly. So she's like, this is fucked up. Like, I did nothing to make them hate me no more than Marjorie's done to win their love. I mean, to be fair, she did a little more. Yeah. Marjorie's definitely done she's more. Given food Sansa, Sansa's done, did really nothing, I would say, for the commoners. That's true. She deserved none of that, is what I would Even say. Even if it's Marjorie's family. <laughs> like, I don't, Sansa's a little bit further away to like, hey, bring down, while we're at war, <laughs> send down some food. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really make sense for the North to do that. They'd probably say no. Uh, but it's neither here nor there. And then she just is like, we kind of skipped over. It was like, oh, is Joff buying this dinner? Like, what are they going to do? Is this just another jape? Uh, I need to get the fuck out of here. Uh, where's Dantos? Dantos yeah. needs to free me. Again, a little bit of that recap nature, right? Because some people did go two years between these books, right? So Sansa does do the little reminder of like, okay, we're not allowed to escape until Joffrey's wedding night, right? Which we learned in the last Sansa chapter, but she's yep. like reminding us here, covering some of that stuff. Like, yeah, we're basically chill. Like you guys said, she's sticking the same thing. Like there's nobody really on my side right now. She even thinks at one point, like, I wish the Hound was here. Uh, yeah. And so but here she's like, all I got is Dantos in my corner and I just got to play my cards really close to my chest, chest and just get like, get to the way. Yeah. And then we're good. It's basically like, I think what she's thinking now. Hold out. Yeah. 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 She's learning a little bit. Like, I'm sure she's learned this a long time ago. Probably when her dad's head got chopped off. But like, she's like, I'm not trusting anybody in this red keep anymore. I'm not trusting anybody in King's Landing. So it starts off that way, but she relapses a little bit into girlhood Sansa, I think, towards the end when they're like, hey, you're going to Harry Garden. She's like, oh my God, the place yeah. of my dreams. I'm going to marry Prince yeah, Charming. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Sansa, <laughs> this is what you thought when you were going to King's Landing. Like, wait the fuck up. It's not how the world works. Deja vu all over again. I didn't yeah. even think about that, but she she hops on the chance to get up. Yes, like, yes. And not even just yeah. visit. Like she was like, yeah, I'll go visit for sure. Oh wait, I can stay there forever and get married. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm in. Sign me uh, up. <laughs> so I just thought it was weird how, like, I, I agree that most of the chapter, I'm like, wow, good shit, Sansa. You've learned a fuck ton in the past two books. And like the last two pages, it's like, what happened? <laughs> it's like she got overcome. I think it's still fair. Right? Yeah. yeah. She's still young. She learned to trust the Tyrells really quickly. I, yeah. I guess you could say. And when you have nobody to trust anybody that's like extending an olive that's branch true. like that and seems. So, I mean, I guess we might as well talk about it, like how I felt about them. Like they seem very trustworthy to me. Like they the, they played it at least, especially Elena. Like she's so blunt and like. Absolutely. She's great. You just hear the way she's talking about her own family. You're like, okay, well, she <laughs> yeah. doesn't give a she doesn't give a shit. Yeah, she seems honest and she doesn't seem like she's playing anything. And I mean, they even told her like, no, 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 it's this it's honestly it's a crippled dude back home. Like they didn't hide that from her that long, yeah. you know. That wasn't obviously how you open the pitch, but like Marjorie tried to hide it. She's like, Oh, is he as good a knight? And and Marjorie's like, Well, he hasn't taken his oath yet. And Atlanta's like, Cut the BS. He, can't. <laughs> he can't he barely can walk. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I mean, they seem like real people, right? Like, yeah. like keeping yeah. it real. And so like the vibe I got out of it was not that this was a 100% bad decision. I don't know that she should go to Highgarden, though. I think that kind of puts her further away from anybody that can help her out. But yeah, it will yeah. get her out. Of, it could potentially get her out of the situation. So I can understand that side of it. Yep. So knock, knock, knock. Sir Loris comes and gets her. Uh, he's looking good in his new white cloak as a member of the Kingsguard. So we, yeah, we heard about this, but this is the first time we've seen it, right? So and all we really heard was in the last Sansa chapter, basically when all the people are coming into the throne room, the Tyrells come in at the beginning, they asked for stuff and, and what uh Loris asked for is to be added to the King's Guard. One, I think like Mace asked to be on the high ca- on the small council or something like that, and like uh Garland asked, Will you marry my sister? It's it was clearly like a whole like they had it all planned beforehand, but like they made a show of it in the throne room. It was a uh, dog and pony, right? Isn't that what you call it? Exactly. Yeah, but what Loris did there was he's like, Hey, I want to be the King's Guard. Yeah, just kind of interesting because even the last Tyrion chapter, which was after that, t- there's a part where Tyrion talks to Braun about who the King's Guard were. And in that chapter, Tyrion doesn't mention it because Tyrion didn't know about it, that Loras was involved at all. He's basically like, oh, yeah, we lost a few of them, but we didn't right. replace anybody. We did replace one of them. So, well, Mandon. Mandon and the Hound are the ones that are gone, gone. Right? So those are the two that need replacing. Well, I, I also thought there's a little, I mean, it's a little later, but like where they talk about like Loras can't marry, like they're actually going to uphold that kind of that stuff. Whereas just last chapter with Tyrion, Jamie's still getting Castle Rock. Like, I mean, they didn't give a shit about <laughs> yeah. those things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, it was just kind of funny to see him back to back like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's like, oh my God, he's beautiful as shit. Like, fangirling hard on him. Oh my God, he's touching me. One weird thing on the hound before I get to that, just I have it in my notes. I saw that we skipped over. She still has that cloak. Yeah. Right? He like rips off yeah. his cloak and puts it there or whatever. She has that like hidden under like her summer clothes. Bloody, bloody, smoky, dirty <laughs> white cloak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's probably not hidden as well as she thinks, but it might it might come in useful. If there's a spot to if there's a spot to hide it though, right now, since it's fall and we know long summer is gonna be a long winter. No one's looking. That's what there. I was thinking. I never thought about this before, but like, if you're gonna hide this, yeah, exactly. Under the summer silks is not a bad spot. So I was thinking that too. So she finds out that it's not just the dinner with her and Marjorie that, and it it almost makes it seem like it's just gonna be a a two on one dinner here and not a hundred percent. Ten other yeah. people, twelve other people there. Which I don't know if that would be more intimidating or less intimidating than Sansa. I would think it would be more comfortable because it's more distraction, more people that. I don't know. You can kind of blend into. Yeah. Less intimate, right? Uh, but the Queen of... And she she calls her uh, the Queen <laughs> of Thorns, which 
I mean, it's a badass nickname. I'm sure. Like, I don't see Elena taking offense to that. She's like, yeah, I am prickly as fuck. Like, come, <laughs> yeah, come yeah. put your hand on me. I'll bite it off. Yeah. But I, I don't think she wants you to call her that. But I think at the same time, I think she owns it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It fits her. And like, she's smiling about it in the yeah. back room. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, that's the queen of Thor. But if if someone did call her that to her face, she'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, I'm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so Sansa the whole time with Loras, right? She's in like this, like, oh my gosh, I'm in love. Like, c- can't even get the words out. Can't think. I don't what even to say know what right. to say right now. He's so beautiful. Dreams come true. Like this is what. So you were talking later about how she kind of visualizes this. Here it is happening here, where she's like in in her fairy tale. Uh, what are they? The songs, like you know, she's. Yep. Oh yeah. my god, he's here. He's touching me. He's so handsome. Oh my god, which is, I mean, fair. Yeah, right? like she's how old. Oh, 12? 12, 13? 12, yeah, 12. Yeah, so I mean, dream come true. And again, like, night. we've said this before, there's nothing confirmed with, with Loris, but, like, it's very, like, especially- Him and Renly. Today, like, him and Renly, yeah. right? Even, like, when she Dude, brings up Robar here in a little bit, we, he gets, like, so, like, <laughs> butthurt about it, yeah, right? Yeah, like, so butthurt about it. But here, like, it's it's funny, it's, what, it's ironic, right? Because we, as the reader, know, like- First off, Loris is in the King's Guard now, so he can't marry. That's just the rule. So Sansa, sorry, you're SOL. Sure, you get to hang out with your crush, but we know he's gay. Like he, there's yeah. no interest there. So when she's like, "You gave hey, me the rose," you gave me the rose. That meant so much. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" Like it makes sense to us why he doesn't remember that because it was literally just like it was, it was and it, it part of the show. Nothing, Tim. And and in the show, the way they do it is he gives Sansa a rose because Renly's sitting right behind Sansa, okay. and he like winks yeah. at Renly when he gives Sansa the rose. Again, that's not. A, I don't think that's really in the books at all. But like, it's it makes it kind of makes more sense. Like. Why Loris would, wouldn't even remember at all that Loris was sitting there. Or Sansa was sitting there. Sansa was sitting there. Nelson tried to tell me that there wasn't a relationship between Renly and It's not confirmed. Loris. Bullshit. It's confirmed, <laughs> dude. It, there is so many, like, you want to talk about the, the theories that are like, boom, 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 boom. This is way more like there's proof to this before. You're right. That's on an early podcast where I said, like, it's not confirmed. I will say though that like where that came from is from a George R. R. Martin interview, but the interview might have like he might have given the interview like after Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? Like I don't know when the interview was given. But there's definitely a part interview where somebody's like, Hey, why don't you make it more clear that like Renly and Loris are gay to support like gay characters in fiction? And he's like, I make my novels real. That's what I do. Like People, gay people in this time period weren't they didn't want anyone to know if they were gay or not. So like it's unacceptable, yeah. Exactly. So he's like, it's not it's not confirmed that they're gay. And that George says something like that in his response. But again, if that came out after Game of Thrones, it makes more sense. I was just going to say, I think it's it's not confirmed, but I think there's strong evidence for it is what I would say. Like, I mean, just because it, like, it's not written. You don't know enough. Sure. It's it's never. But it's it's kind of out there, right? Like, like Littlefinger and Tyrion, I feel like I've made jokes about it in like council meetings and stuff like that. Olena makes fun of him today. Like, yeah. So one just, I mean, he ran in there and killed Robar right away. And like, I mean, I'll take the L on that one. There was definitely, you're right. There was definitely a point because I remember like re listening to it in a podcast, like somewhat recently, where I was like, wait, that's, I don't think that's true. Yeah. What did you say? Nelson made it seem to me because I think I might have spoiled like Renly's gay yeah. to, I think it was in a non spoiler that I like went really heavy, like they're not gay, they're not gay, they're not gay. Okay. Type thing in a non spoiler section. Uh, but I think at the time I was honest and I, and I honestly thought that it wasn't confirmed. But here it was definitely early on with Renly because I think Chloe might have okay. even been a part of it still. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But, all right. I'm just saying like going plus going through the five tooth comb like we're going through like 
if there's any hint, we're going to pick up on it, right? So it's a lot easier to see yeah. this we, way. We've picked right? up on it. So she she's still fangirling over Laura. She can't really know what to say. She's she's not saying anything well. She come, they come across men practicing in the yard. We know that it's packed from the Tyrion chapter. Uh, so they're they're like practicing in pretty small groups. The the one that gets mentioned, I guess I guess the most uh, detail is Garland Tyrell, who is Loras's brother, who's three v one in and doing pretty well, which is pretty cool. Uh, pretty you dope got, yeah. night. Trained for battle, man. He said, "Never one on one. Why would you prep for that? Like that's not realistic." Yeah, do it live. Yeah, yeah, do it like it's gonna be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, Jeff, you can't just skip over the names. You know, I got to go back and hit we'll some go of back you. and say them then. He had eyes on his shield. That was Sir Talad. Then you got Chunky Sir Kenos of Case, who chuffed and puffed every time he raised his longsword, but was holding his own against Sir Osney. Is Osney great? We don't know. I was gonna say, didn't we just co- like confirm last chapter that the Kettleblacks blow? They just didn't do shit. Yeah. yeah, he just got knighted. They were message boys. Like Osmond is in the, is in Kingsguard, so he probably has at least some ability. But the other two, yeah. Um, Osfrid was just savagely punishing a frog-faced squire, Moros Slint. So this is kind of why I bring this up. Janos got, you're out. But part of, like, the promises, right, that he was given by Littlefinger for doing whatever he did, like, your kids are going to be, or I guess, like, the crown gave it to him after the fact, right? Your kids are well, going to yeah, be... he got lordship or whatever, right? And... Exactly. And Tyrion was like, yeah, you're gone, but your kids, like, we're not going to punish you, your kids for you being a dickhead. So your kids will keep everything that they were promised that you're going to the wall. So I think it's just cool how his kids are still in King's Landing, like training with Osfrid, you know what I mean? Who's like up there. They need men. They're still bodies. I mean, I, I think he's young. I don't have his, I actually don't have it in front of me, but well, either way he's getting his ass kicked. I think he's like so. 12 or 13. I'm, that's probably way too young. But Yeah. So Garland's out there kicking ass. Uh, Loris even admits that he's a better sword, uh, but uh, he's a better better rider, and that's when we get into the whole tourney debacle of the flower that he doesn't recall. Sansa's like, oh my god, he lo- I thought it was true love. So on this point, though, like I have a problem with this. Okay. If Garland's better, Garland should be in the Kingsguard. The Kingsguard are supposed to be the seven best in the realm, and I know, like... Maybe he's got a wife. I think he does. I think one. Of, I think his wife is with Sansa later. Well, he's already married then, so... There you go. I guess that's true. You have to, you have to put aside your family. <laughs> Maybe he didn't Want to be. I mean, he could still be like a super powerful or important knight within the group, right? Or maybe he wants to go back to Highgarden. I feel like what my point is, I feel like when a king's heart dies, there should be a tourney and it should be anybody can enter. You know what I mean? And you get the spot by merit, not by Loris. Hey, I want to be king's guard now. I think that's a good point too, Nelson. But you also have to say that that's a voluntary thing. Like there's people that might not want to <laughs> give up a family. Like no, if you're single, if you're single and you're a knight, well, you that's gotta... the Hunger Games. Now you're talking about the Hunger Games. <laughs> it's not to the death. Well, whatever. It's the same same deal. It might be if you're <laughs> up against the mountain. It kind of reminds me of a part of uh, House of the Dragon, or like an early episode of House of the Dragon when somebody's picking a Kingsguard person and like one person's They're like- They're literally standing there. Yeah, but one person's like, we need alliances. You should pick one of these two families because they'd be really helpful alliance-wise. And the other person's like, yeah, but this guy's the only person who knows how to fight. We're going to pick the guy who knows how to fight. And that's what they end up doing, but sorry. Go ahead. All right. So I don't know. How much do we need to talk about this, this Rose thing? We don't. I think we already talked about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she got a Rose- he didn't remember. She, she like recalls like, oh, well, this is exactly when you knocked him off his horse. Does that strike you up? You calling me beautiful and seeing me in the crowd with all the women and giving me the red rose, not the white. <laughs> I and killed him. Like, yeah, she won't drop it. 
He's like, I don't remember. She won't <laughs> drop it. He's like, it was it was this time. I killed him yeah. at Storm's End. Yeah, my lady. Yeah, so the guy that he beat in the tournament was the same guy he killed at Storm's End. This is Rowar Royce. This is the guy that Cat talks to like the night before. It's kind of weird. Like he's from the Vale. Royce is a Vale family. Like, why are you here? Basically, when he tells Cat, I was a sight of the sun. I had to go find my own glory. It was kind of the sight of something. Sansa's even heard this already. Like just to talk around the castle. Oh, Loras killed two other Rainbow Guard, right? Uh, the other one is Edmund Kai. We know that we've heard that before, but that's the other one. He was just the guy on the door, basically, I think, at the time. But yeah, and and now Sansa, again, just like poor Loras here. Sansa is just like, oh, that must have been horrible for Marjorie. Well, and he's what? like, Marjorie? <laughs> she wasn't even there. She didn't even love him. You idiot. <laughs> she me. Was it was tough for me. Yeah, and then it just changes his whole mood. He just goes from... Like yeah, I mean, it seemed like they were getting along, all right. Yeah, I mean, he just got sad. He got his, he got moody. I mean, I'm not saying they were falling in love or anything. He just, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think it was like till this. Then yeah, she definitely, she yeah. definitely pinched a nerve for sure. Not on purpose, but happened. And they stop talking, and they end up getting to the keep where the Tyrells are staying, which is behind the Sept. Pretty decent walk, not Nelson. The, right? That the not the big Sept. This was like a normal set yeah. in the castle. The one that, like Sansa okay. was lighting candles at before sure. the battle. That's what I think. Yeah, not yep. the great set. Gotcha. Uh, so, and there's two giants of th- this is a problem I have with the book Nelson. They've got people walking around here seven footers like it's the NBA. <laughs> yeah, well, think about it. The the high every borns- every other guy is seven <laughs> seven feet tall. But the highborns are the NBA. Like if you're if you're if you're one of the seven greatest lords in the kingdom, right? Like if you're Tywin, then you're going to get one of the biggest guys, Gregor, to be your guy. If you're Mace, you're going to get the two biggest guys in the reach to be your guys. Nelson, you're one of the tallest guys I know, and you're probably one of the, you're so unathletic, you'll get sliced down. What are you talking about? What you're saying, though, is in the NFL, when you're in the big leagues, they're all big. In the NBA, they're all big. I'm saying these guys, these are the big knights. This is the NBA of knighthood. Well, why do right? they have to be big to be a good knight? I'm just saying that they there's just, just a lot of seven footers. Ones, like maybe. we just happen to see, like seven foot is crazy. Plus, like, I'd are be- there a lot of seven footers? There's three. There's these two guys, and there's Gregor. The Hound, I think, is isn't even seven. Wasn't two. Robert like six eight and a half? Like Robert the Hound, they're up there. Dunk. There's a lot and of tall it. people. That's all we got. Dunk. <laughs> dunk. I said dunk. Dunk's in there. There's okay. a lot of super tall people. Like two seven footers. Like <laughs> there's a. We said six people that are above six and a half feet. There's like four seven footers. There's a thousand. In, there's a thousand characters in my notes so far, and we, you guys have said six that are over six and a half feet. I don't I'm, think that's out out of the ordinary. I don't know. I'd have to know the percentage of seven footers per capita. It feels like a lot, but I don't know that it is. How's that? It's called out every time it happens, for yeah, sure. It just feels like it draws attention lot. to it. It's not like every time there's a person that's not huge, they're like, "Oh my god, this person was five ten. It was like he was five ten, and like this yeah. person was five ten, and this person was five nine, and this person was six what? They just don't do that, so you don't notice that everyone else is just normal height. That's All right. how I think well, it. whatever. The two humongous guards are Eric and Eric twins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Elena uh, can't tell them apart, so she calls them left and right, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, so again, I don't think this is a spoiler. This is cool history stuff. These the, these are two guys from uh, House of Dragons. Jeff, did you did you remember? Uh, yeah, that? I, I knew that they're in it. Well, it's not it's not these guys in House of the Dragon. There was two Kingsguard brothers who were twins who were named Eric and Eric. They're Carter. neat, obviously. Named just an after. Easter egg in House of the Dragons. Is what you're saying? Uh, 
No, I, Sansa has. There's a story about those two famous kings guards. Sansa's actually thought about it twice already in the earlier books. Well, then why'd you just say these guys were? It, in it's more. Master. I think these two guys at the door is the Easter egg too. They're, yeah, they're named the, after these. No, I think it's like an in-world thing. They're named after these famous. Oh, okay, knights, they're right? named like, after them. Okay, I got you. Yeah, they're twins. So like, hey, let's name them after these famous twins who were really great knights, right? And that's how I think. But it's also like an that's Easter egg. How, that's what I was trying to say too, with an Easter egg type of thing. Like, oh, yeah. I've I've seen that name before. Oh, I've seen two twins with that. The way nice. you said it, I thought you meant these two seven foot tall dudes were back then. But you're just saying, yeah. okay, two other random, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. not random yeah, yeah. dudes, but two other twins named Eric. And twins, Eric. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah, my guy. Yep. So Marjorie meets her at the door. Uh, speaks very freely uh, upon like like they're friends. Like they've been friends for a long time. Like, oh, call me call me Marjorie. Can I call you Sansa? Like like very not by the by the book, I would say of buddy, buddy versus uh casual, it's casual, yeah. pretty casual, super casual. What do they always say? Keep your courtesies, like not courtesy ish. <laughs> I don't know how, the, how you would say that. Courteous. Like they always say, like, keep your courtesies, keep your, she says it to herself. Like I need to keep my courtesies while. Oh, wait, uh, courtesy or a lady's armor. Right. So Marjorie is just like very nonchalant, casual with it. Yo, what's up? Yeah, Sansa's like, well, she's a little over the top again. I think she's a little scared, right? She's like on her knees. She has to get on her knees. My grace, thank you for inviting me to dinner. Like that's a little extra, but again, she's a little afraid. Yeah, she could have. She could have gave a little, yeah, a little bow. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, she might be getting killed if, like, what if Joffrey's inside? Oh, for sure. I'm not saying Sansa's overreacting. I'm just saying, like, I think Marjorie's like, okay, come on. <laughs> like that's kind of why it's being so casual because Sansa's being a little too extra on the other side. But yeah, so they come in. We got a bunch of people there. I didn't take any of them down, so go ahead and rip them off. Sansa recognized only old Lord Tyrell's tall, dignified wife, Lady Alary, whose long silvery braid was bound with jeweled rings. Marjorie performed the other introductions. There were three Tyrell cousins, Mega and Alla and Eleanor, all close to Sansa's age. Buxom Lady Jenna was Lord Tyrell's sister and wed to one of the Green Apple Fossways. Dainty, bright-eyed Lady Leonette was a Fossway as well and wed to Sir Garland. There you go. I, I thought his wife was it. Wed to Sir Garland. There you go. He's the one who's fighting three guys in the yard. Septa Nysterica had a homely poxcard face but seemed jolly. Pale, elegant Lady Graceford was with child and Lady Bulwer was a child. No more than eight. And Mary was what she was to call the boisterous, plump Meredith Crane but most definitely not Lady Merriweather, a sultry, black-eyed, mirish beauty. So yeah, we'd watch ladies. And Marjorie, I mean. Then Elena. Elena's yeah. the last one, right? Oh yeah, you're right. Yep. Marjorie, and then she brought her to the, the, the head of the table. You're right, Elena. The best yeah. one. Yeah, Elena's a good. Uh, so they start talking, kind of like giving, how I wrote it, giving courtesies to like their fallen men, like, oh, I knew your your grandfather uh, a long time ago, chance of stupidly says like oh he was dead before. I, like i don't think that's that know. stupid it's like kind of uh, like a, i never met him nelson like a, yeah it's like i didn't she's like i knew your grandfather she says yeah. like i didn't basically yeah. uh but she said that like he was not known like oh yeah, knows yeah. Rick yeah, Stark's yeah. death nelson yeah, yeah like yeah. I it's been mentioned right yeah well, we, yeah we learned that in the cat jamie okay. chapter like the cat talking to everybody jamie. in the realm knows how Rick <laughs> yeah. stark died yeah, and probably, probably the year and date that he died that's true yeah that's true it was and it's longer than twelve years ago or whenever. Yeah, it was. was ba- it was like so before any of the kids were born, basically before the rebellion. Yeah, so like if, the you were, about it. if you were post rebellion, you're post Rickard Stark. Like I don't know. Yeah. It was just a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. I got so you. I get it. Sansa's not in her mind to like well, she really think of that, care yeah. about that detail. She's just trying to figure out something to say to not sound crazy. And to your point, she is saying dumb. 
she is saying pretty dumb stuff. And Oletta even says at one point, like, Man, I've heard you're dumb, but <laughs> yeah. you're starting to prove it. Like, say, like Oletta calls her, not, <laughs> not here, but at one point. So I, I can't say you're wrong. I also yeah, think that's, that's kind of just her but... courtesy is taking over, right? Like going back to what Jeff was saying, yeah. where she's, she's kind of playing dumb as well. So I, I don't, right. I don't think it's completely. And playing like super polite, like, oh, she brought up my grandfather. So I have to say something about him. But yeah, I never met him, so that's the only thing I can say. Yeah. And if yeah. she was talking to somebody who was also playing the like the courtesy game, like I'm sure most ladies do, right? When Sansa says that, they would be like, yeah. "Oh, I feel if like Elena." Right, go ahead. I'm sorry. She wouldn't have. She wouldn't have like snapped back and be like, "Yeah, no shit, Sansa." Like Elena did. She would have been like, "Oh, she would have been like, oh, well, it would have been. So- he would have loved you. Exactly. He would have been a great exactly. grandfather. Would have been a courtesy yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. Elena's like, yeah. okay, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No shit. You didn't see him. He was dead. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes on to. Her husband died, I think, and then basically Ned died. Like, sorry, you've seen you've seen enough of your grief. Yeah, she's saying, well, Hoster's also di- your other grandfather is dying as well. You probably know that though. Oh uh, yeah, he's like I'm older yep. than him, but he's dying, not me. She gets that little slide jab in there. Like, yeah. well, I mean, she calls him. She says he's old. Like she can. Yeah. She's not saying like he's young, but yeah, yeah, she's putting her age over that. Yeah, exactly. I um, think it's dating her. It's, is the point of that? Yeah, it's what she says is like. Night falls for everyone, but you probably know that better than most with all the shit you've gone through. And Santa, in turn, is like, yeah, well, you too. Like, uh, I'm sorry to hear about Renly. He was really gallant. And <laughs> Kyle, read this, read this quote right there. Gallant, yes, and charming, and very clean. He knew how to dress, and he knew how to smile, and he knew how to bathe. And somehow he got the notion that this made him fit to be king. The Brathians have always had some queer notions, to be sure. It comes from their Targaryen blood, I should think. They tried to marry me to a Targaryen once, but I soon put an end to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she did. I, <laughs> yeah. I like to know the story. So, of did how we she... know that they were Targaryens? The Brathians? I think we've heard that there's. That They've there's... married somewhere down the line. Yeah, I got the, I got a family tree up here. It's his. The family tree is awful. I know, but it's I still. Guess... I mean, I know the Targaryens are. I mean, we talked about this other week. They're notorious for breeding within the Targaryens. Was it a king queen that married, or like a cousin Nels? Way back then, I think there was some tar- there was like Targaryen intermarriages a lot, which I think what Jeff's pointing to. What I'm saying is like Robert's grandma was a Targaryen. I think. Well, and this lady yeah, Robert, almost got, Robert's grandma was a Targaryen. This lady almost got married to a Targaryen too, Elena. Like I mean, so it, it happened recently. Yeah, exactly. What I was saying, this was past the time of Targaryens weren't wedding each other as much, or okay. like if you weren't gonna be. That's true. If you weren't the king and king and the king's sister, like I don't know if they really gave a fuck about the king's cousin I got you. Targaryen or I, like, like the or fifth brother probably could have married like the phrase. Yeah. You know? Once you get far enough yeah. away from the throne, like you're good to do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, some of the branches of the Targaryens, they did get some pretty pretty wide. Had a lot of kids, technically. Yeah. Um, so all right. So Elena goes off on Renly. Um Marjorie's like, come on, like dad liked him, Loris liked him. Just <laughs> yeah. like another re- why I mentioned that Loris liked him. Yeah, uh, and it's great because then you get what she well, thinks what do you of mean Loris. Why, why like, mention Loris liked him? He was literally serving in his Rainbow Guard. Because uh, I just think it's another flag to them two being in a relationship. I, I mean, I see what you're saying, and because we think what we think, I can I can see where that is. But at the same time, like I mean, like he why was, does he Loris's was, opinion? Because really? he was super connected to him. He chose to go serve him. Yeah, even if they weren't gay, they were they were at least best friends. Like they hung out all the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like your right. own grandson trusted him completely to go hang out with him all the time. Yeah, he was your grandson's best friend. Right? Yeah. Well, we find out what Elena thinks of of her grandson. Too. She even says the Brathians has, and then in the quote Kyle read, it even says the Brathians have some queer notions. And yeah, I don't think that queer really meant like what it meant back then at the no, time. I think it that doesn't. was weird. I didn't. But 
you don't think that's a drop by George saying like, hey. No, I, I no. didn't at all, actually. He said think so? Before. Yeah. I just thought yeah. that was straight in line with like weird. Well, I weirdness. know. But what they're literally talking about here. <laughs> I know. Like what, what she's saying about Renly is like, He's clean, he's charming, yeah, clean, he's, know how to dress, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he... <laughs> I think you might yeah, yeah, be reading too much into that word choice, okay. is all I'm saying. Um, but the funny part is she ends up like, well, screw your brother. He rides a horse and carries a stick. <laughs> like, he doesn't know yeah, shit. Knocking men off horses doesn't make him wise. <laughs> yeah. And also... I mean, she just goes in on her son. Like, She's like, I wish I would have been a peasant, because then I could have beat my son more, and he maybe would listen to me. And then Lady O'Leary who is her daughter in law wife mace's wife mace's yeah. wife yeah um, like please stop talking about my husband mother. not even like that like hey like well she it. says mother yeah, yeah she's like mother i'm not yeah, yeah. i mean she just goes off on her too like dude i think this is super funny now so hold on just, just in case anybody hasn't read the chapter recently when when lady o'leary says mother we're laughing because lady oletta snaps back i'm not your mother i would remember if i gave birth to you or some, something like that i'm only to blame for your husband <laughs> another great line i'm only to blame for your husband yeah so go ahead, what were you gonna say, Jeff? Dude, I think this is super funny now, just being a, a newly married person too. I I don't think I will ever it's super weird calling your in laws mom dad. Like I never I, like, I, my I dad do. always called my mom's dad Mr. P. Like that was it. Mr. P, Mr. P. Yeah. I I, I Tim and Joan. Uh, I mean, at least it's the first name. Like you're not going yeah. mom and dad to yeah, them. Like that's yeah. like they're not your mom. They're not your mom, they're not your dad. Like I get it, but uh Back on track. She just continues to make fun of her son a lot. I didn't write it all down. Well, there's a part here where Marjorie's like, Oleta, shut the fuck up. Grandma, shut up. Like, what's Sansa yeah. going to think about this? And she's like, she might think we have some wits. At least one <laughs> of us. <laughs> like, Just like great little like one-liners after another. She's definitely building trust with Sansa here. Yeah. That's the whole point of this. Uh, that that's I guess that's like an interesting question. Like, what is the I point? I think it's a big part of what it. What is the point of this from the, the Tyrell point of view? To me, for it's sure. to learn about Joffrey. Right? Yes, yeah. And and to get their, their son married as well. I think one thing that is a little bit like red flagish, maybe in Sansa's mind, like if Elena speaks this freely, how do I like this is something she's thinking of. How do I know when I tell her something she's gonna be like tight lipped about it if she's like just bashing her son in, in open court in front of <laughs> yeah. people. Like, why would she not go like, oh, yeah, that, that stupid Sansa told me that Joffrey's a woman beater. I can see that going both ways, right? Like, so what you're saying is someone that just basically says whatever comes to her mind, you're not yeah. going to tell whatever, you're not going to tell that person your secrets. Right. But also I could see the other way where like the person who just kind of like tells you their secrets. She's holding no secrets. Exactly. It kind of makes you feel more comfortable to give secrets but back what, to that person. Has she really told a secret yet? She's basically saying, my son is well, stupid. She's, she's speaking freely. Somebody's speaking freely with you. She's being honest. Yes, you can speak freely back. She's not giving secrets, but she's being honest, and she wants Sansa to be honest in return, I think, is the goal here. Yeah. She's she's a loose-lipped, honest person. But at the same time, Jeff, I, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I, I would tend to side with Sansa because I feel like she's doing this about her family mostly. It's a little different, yeah, no, right? For like, sure. I mean, the family yeah, like is people like in this setting that you would be courteous about. For sure, I see. I see that side. I, and I think you're right. It's heavy. It's heavier that <laughs> side fish. than the other way. The puff fish. I just was looking at the book here. So they were quick, fucking she, idiots, right? <laughs> she, she goes on before we get to the puff fish stuff. She goes on like a little history thing, and what she says here is she's basically like, "Why are we even in this situation? Is stupid. I never would have jumped on Renly's claim. He didn't well, have a claim." 
And then he goes into their claim for High Garden, which I don't really understand. Else, you can jump into the claim for High Garden. Yeah. So she says Renly had no claim. That's the Stannis point. Like Stannis is older. It just doesn't make sense. And jo- and Robert had kids. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And Robert had kids. But what? But Mace wanted Marjorie to be queen. Yeah. I hate this. That Marjorie spelled weird, and it's like hard to type. So I just write Marge. Dude, I I don't type it right. I don't type it right. I just write Marge. And now, yeah. like, I don't want to call Marjorie Marge because, like, you know, no. I mean, Marge seems like an old, not hot lady. Marge, and, like, Marge. Sorry, he's actually sorry for anybody listening wow. to like, Marge, but Marjorie that's, that's is, is way more attractive that's than Marge. Marge, Pee-wee's Herman's playoffs. Pee-wee's I don't know why I feel that, but I, I type her as Marge in my notes, and I hate it. But I just typed Marjorie wrong. Yeah, that's probably what I should do. That's fair. So, Kyle, do you understand any of this? So, basically, what she says is the Starks, Aarons, Lannisters, even the Baratheons were all kings before, but the Tyrells were never more than stewards until Aegon Targaryen burned the rightful king of the Reach at the Field of Fire. I have no, I don't understand any of that. So, the Seven Kingdoms, they're called the Seven Kingdoms because before Aegon came over, like the Targaryen guy took over everything, each, the North was a kingdom. And instead of being Lord of the North, it was the King of the North. And okay. yeah, the yeah. Aarons were the king of the Vale. And uh, Okay, yeah, I, I do understand that, son. Yeah. So that's what she's saying. But she's saying that basically we weren't we, the yeah, kings we of Highgarden. Yeah, we were the seven kings ever. Yeah. Okay. We were the stewards, right? We were like Bayon Poulis to Ned to the, those kings. But like all the other kings, like the kings that, that ruled, like the Lannister kings, they just bent the knee. So then they kept their castle. They These other people, okay. the Starks yeah, bent yeah. their knee. So they kept their castle. Our guy got fucking roasted. So we got his ca- so we got his castle. So that's kind of what she's saying is like, yeah, even our claim to High Garden is tenuous. We were just like the the runner up when the actual king died. There was no like, why should yeah, we get it? Yeah, our, of our just history because there we're closer deep. to the family. Yeah, exactly. And Sansa eventually goes on to say, "Well, you descend from Garth." It's one of those things I love. It happens a couple of times. Like she goes on this whole like rant. Elena does, and they'll go to Sansa. Like, what do you think about that, Santa? And it's like her mouth opening closed. I think somebody else did that earlier. Is Santa just mousing it up? She's like, I have no idea what she to say. Like, I yeah. think it was when she like first goldfish. saw like Loris, and Loris is trying to have a conversation. And she's like, oh my God, this <laughs> boy. I think in a different chapter, though, there was a time in a different chapter where somebody's mouth opened and closed. Just like that phrase, like their mouth opened and closed. Uh, like they, they had no idea what to, to respond. Yeah. I don't know. I like uh, tried yeah. to say something, <laughs> nothing came out, gave up, closed the mouth. Pretend it never so happened. So you're right. The puffish thing, she must be in there too, right? She said, yeah, it's after that end. whole thing. I mean, she pretty much just uh, likes to make fun of Mace, like for being uh, you know, a puffish. Like you know, yeah. well, he's just, he thinks he's bigger than he is. He, he He's ignoring this tenuous claim to Highgarden. He thinks, you know, we're fucking royals. We deserve everything. And he's just trying to ascend as high as he can. Yeah, and he says they should take a pufffish on their sigil and maybe put a crown on it. It'll make him happy because that's what the Baratheons do. I'm like, sure, if you want to be quick, do you want a queen? Do you want to be bigger than you are? Sure, just take it with a sigil. Make it, maybe that'll be happy. Just stop doing all the stupid stuff is kind of what she said. And uh, she has a cool phrase here. Like, once the... You can't squirt the cream. milk bad, not the udder. Cream back up the udder or whatever. Pretty good line. Basically, like, there's that what that there's an there's idiom for that that we have for sure, right? I got one. You can't... Uh, spilled milk, or is... can't cry or spilled milk. I don't think so. No, like uh, I think it's about something spilled. Like if you, what do you got, Nelson? You... I can't think of it. You can't put not. the toothpaste back in the tube, buddy. That's it. That's it. Uh, once it's squeezed out, it's out. I, I like, think there are one or two others that are like along the same lines. Though. Yeah, I'm sure. But I wasn't saying you can't cry over spilled milk. I obviously know that one. I thought it was like you can't 
I don't know, free jug spilled water. <laughs> I like to. <laughs> nope. Once you squeeze it out of the toothpaste, it, it doesn't go back in, man. That ain't going back in, that's for sure. So Sansa's mouth opened and closed. She felt very much like a puff fish herself. This is after Elena goes on her whole monologue. He's like, what do you think, Sansa? That's that's her response. And she says, you descend from Garth Greenhand. Well, the best thing here is, though, right? So what she's doing in her mind is she's like thinking back to all those times with Septim Ordain. And she's like, what have I heard about XYZ? What have I heard about XYZ? Exactly. What have I heard about XYZ? And then it comes out as like this dumb bullshit fact, like you were just saying. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you knew this guy. You were around. In, yeah. And again, I think it's, again, I know a little bit more about the history, so it's slightly different. And again, these are all more, when we get back this far in history, it's more like folk legend than it is actual history, right? So we we hear stuff about like Bran the Builder. That's like where the starts. That might not be the first start, but like they descended from him. That's kind of like their hero figure. There was Lan the Clever, who he was like the ancient Lannister figure. Like that's where they came from, right? Then you have Garth Greenhand. He was kind of like the the gardeners are the, were the kings in the reach, right? So the kings that died that the Tyrells took over after the Field of Fire, they were called the gardeners. They also descended from Garth Greenhand. I think their sigil was a green hand on a white field. There was like this ancient guy who was basically known for like making the fields fertile, right? When okay. the reach is known for having fertile fields, which is why they have all this food. But he also would just go, he was like a fertility type guy where you just go, I mean, what's the what's <laughs> Atlanta <everyone>. <laughs> Yeah, she says it like. He planted his seed anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like to plant a seed in fertile ground. It's, it explains his name and explains him. What's the next slide? Uh, I shouldn't wonder that more than his hands were green. She's basically saying this guy would have had to have STDs. His dick would have been moldy or whatever because he's fucking so many people. Is that why? I- yeah, you're right. That more than his hands were <laughs> green, yeah. Yeah. This guy's just fucking everybody. Uh. <laughs> again, so again, she's like witty about it, but like, Elena, I love this, this chapter because like when you know, like when you know more about the history, she's like, she's not only weaving history in, but she's doing it accurately and like really crudely and in a funny yeah, it way. Was, it was sad kind of when old Nan died, but now we got a new one that's better True, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and not scaring yeah, everybody. For sure. It's kind of how I feel. That's kind of how I felt reading this one. It was like, oh, sweet. Like we're getting, I forgot. It. I forgot old Dan was even dead. So that's how much, uh. I think of old everyone had fellas dead pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah, uh, so Larry comes in and changes the subject. Like, all right, let's talk about food. Like, Sansa, you want to get some some lemon cakes going? She's like, hell yeah, I love lemon cakes. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. we knew that. Like, oh, that's strange. You know that I like lemon cakes. Well, she says. So we've been told various thought we should be thankful for it for some reason, and then she goes on to say eunuchs are useless because they're just men with the useful bits cut off. Well, and yeah. I think this is again. This is more her. You know, like being honest. Like, look, I hate these people she too. She fires away for sure. Well, I mean, I think she's trying to like, like I said, like get Sansa into this comfort zone of like I'm talking yeah. shit on this whole family that's here on everybody so, on so, everybody yeah, yeah. yeah and if I'm talking shit then obviously you nobody's listening yeah 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 I I just think it's hilarious like that that's just hilarious comment like a man, it's just a man with a useless bit oh, cut off like yeah. men are just fucking useless and they're flipping the flipping the script on us Nelson that's all there's a lot of dudes that feel the opposite you know I guess that's true yeah. Uh, like another kind of way to not maybe trust Elena completely is she's old. Like we now know she's super old, like older than Hofstra, right? Yeah. So if you're not really counting your days anymore, like she she might be on the side of like, well, fuck it, kill me, you I'm gonna die. Lose the filter eventually. <laughs> yeah. 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 What are they gonna right? do? I'm yeah. dying anyway. So fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna talk to you. Like you're an idiot. You suck at riding your horse, and you can 
fuck off, basically. <laughs> yeah, come on, like, left and right. Let's get the fuck out of here. She yeah. might walk up to Cersei and be like, hey, Cersei, I hear you're fucking banging your brother. Like, <sighs> what are they going to do? Kill her? She's like, well, fuck it. I'm dead. Or I'm dead anyway. You know, like, just a thought. At least I did something good on the way out. Yeah. So Hoster's about uh, between 60 and 62. So she's older than 60. Minimum. Pretty old. Pretty old. Yeah, again, I think we argued the the life expectancy of this realm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did that in the in the cat chapter. So anyway, fool comes in, butter bumps. Yeah, buddy, fat bull, dressed in like kind of like a chicken, green and gold chicken, pretty much. Um, yeah, he's super fat, and he's he's actually pretty nimble, right? Like, I mean, he's jumping around, he's doing some pretty cool shit, cartwheeling, like swallowing, swallowing oranges, and making eggs. He and- sh- shits out an egg. Yeah, <laughs> being a uh, fool, you just basically like a magician, right? You just gotta have like really good sleight of hand and stuff like that, I guess. Like crazy, like this dude is nuts, though. Because even yeah, later, yeah. she's like, "Do you want me to sing on my head?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All my head. He's a he's a magician, acrobat, singer, fat, fat, all in one. Like, yeah. When's the last time you've seen a fat magician that could sing and do acrobatics? Doesn't exist. When I was taking notes, I decided I was going like, to bring this up in the podcast, and I thought you guys were going to jump all over it. But now that you guys are talking up butter bumps, I don't know. I was there's a I saw like a thing like a meme. It was like everyone thinks that they're like uh, it was like the office. It's like everyone thinks that they're Jim, but everyone's more actually like Dwight. And I was thinking like everyone Nelson thinks he's Robert Baratheon, but he's really more like butter bumps. He's wearing green and yellow. Packers oh yeah, colors, Butter Bumps Packers. is a chump. Don't get me wrong, he's, but I mean, he's fat. Like I, I <laughs> must think, uh, muscled like a maiden's fantasy is is what I claim, right? But yeah. I'm probably more Butter Bumps figure, right? <laughs> Green and gold feathers. Go pack, go. I mean, we just lost the fucking what Bum the fuck, team. but. Dressed in green. I mean, if I if I had colors, that's green and gold are my colors. So I'm the Tyrell, sure, sure, sure. Tyrell colors, big time. Butter I'm bumps. also an entertainer. Look at me, just entertaining all of our fans with this podcast. You're butter bumps. I'm butter bumps. <laughs> Change your name in the Discord right now to butter bumps. I'm just less talented than <laughs> you are butter bumps. Yep. <laughs> you can stand on your head. I'm sure we'll figure that out. <laughs> Gutter lumps. <laughs> Before he does come in, though, again, I'll just have to get this quote in there. So she says, like, do you like fool Sansa? And Sansa's like, do you mean the kind of motley? And she's like, what do you mean? I was, what do you think I was talking about? My son, these ladies, don't blush. Your hair makes you look like a pomegranate. And then she's like, all men are fools, if truth be told. But the ones in motley are more amusing than the ones with crowns. Which is a funny, again, just a funny line. But what caught my eye is all men are fools. And again, it's kind of like a, a small phrase to like try and match up. But that is in, that's part of the Florian and Jonquil puppet show that we saw in the first Dunkin' Egg novella right there's that girl who's giving the puppet show okay. florian yeah, yeah. jonquil and one of the lines is all men are fools and all men are knights when where ladies are concerned or something like that all right I, which, re- I do recall that line now for some reason that that line like sticks out to me as like one of the big like duncan egg lines i don't think it's like really important at all but okay thanks for pointing that up so when i saw all men are fools here i don't know just kind of caught my eye spooky no i know what you're saying that is that's pretty neat pretty neat fact yeah. it's caught my, it caught my eye all right, so he begins to juggle, and she basically starts the conversation with Sansa, like, all right, do you know my son, the Lord Puff, Puff Fish of High Garden? <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, great lord. Uh, a great oaf. And his dad, too. I loved him, but he was an oaf. She's just funny as shit. Like, I don't yeah. know. She's fucking cooking everybody, yeah. It's killing just Like, all right, tell me about Joffrey. Tell me the truth. What's going on here? Well, so how'd her husband die? <laughs> uh, he was hawking, which I'm sure, which means he was bird- 
watching seeing or whatever. Yeah, right. Bird watching on a horse, and he walked off a cliff. So I'm actually not sure what that means. What does hawking mean? Because Stannis. Oh wait, the- you actually we talked about this before. I thought it was watching hawks, and you said it's like hunting with a hawk, well, so, right? Well, like you like Stannis so- talks about how he had a shitty hawk, right? And there's a chapter with Davos where he's like, "I had this shitty hawk, Davos, and I switched." To a red hawk. So or he's like, I'm switching to a red hawk is what he says. We talk about Melisandre. Right. Typically that is called falconry. However, I mean, if they have a hawk, I mean, I could imagine them calling it hawking for sure. So what is that though? Like, what so, do you do? You have your falcon go kill something and bring it back? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it huh. can be that. It sounds like this guy was bird watching. Exactly. What That's what, it's, it's a joke. He's like looking in the sky and he doesn't, he's not looking where he's going. Yeah, but it could be his hawk and he was watching it to see where it was yeah. finding stuff. Like, I gotcha. oh, it found a rabbit over here, you know, right, and so right, he's right. like watching to see where it finds this rabbit. And gotcha. I gotcha. So, I mean, it, it could potentially be both. I, I'm not going to argue either way because, like I said, typically it's called, it's referred to as falconry, I think, is usually like the, the, yeah. the handling of raptors for that kind of thing. But I don't yeah. know. Do you have that quote, Jeff? Or they get to one, I have a short, some of the short, funny ones. Yes. Yeah, I got it. My husband, the late Lord Luther. Oh, I loved him well enough. Don't mistake me, a kind man and not unskilled in the bedchamber, but an appalling oaf all the same. He managed to ride off a cliff while whilst hawking. They say he was looking up at the sky and paying no mind to where his horse was taking him. And now my oaf son is doing the same, only he's riding a lion instead of a palfrey. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Mace doesn't give a crap what's going on. He's just like. Looking Riding for glory. On, looking, looking for glory, exactly. And she's like, I I told him, like, don't don't get in bed, basically, with the Lannisters. Like, this is stupid. This isn't what yeah. you should be doing. A lion is not a lap cap, I told him. He gives me the tut-tut mother. There's entirely too much tut-tutting in this realm, if you ask me. All these kings would do a deal better if they would put down their swords and listen to their mothers. So I thought about this. Who are our kings right now? Rob. If Rob put down his sword and listened to his mom, I feel like... We're probably in the same... They're pretty much on the same page for the most part. They don't agree, see eye to eye on everything, but they're pretty much on the same page. If Joffrey put down his sword and listened to his mother, are we in any better situation? I don't He'd just so. pick his sword back up. Stannis' mom's dead. Like, this isn't a good, <laughs> this isn't a good suggestion. I think the, the Rob and Cat is the biggest one. Like, I don't know what... What, what would Cat say? Like, let's give up, give... give Tree, make the trade and, and let's go north. I don't think literal is the point he, they're trying to say that. I yeah, think they're I know, just saying like list their mom and, and obeyed and, and wasn't trying to kill each other and fight and yeah. Nelson's thinking literally. My my point is like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree is what it seems. Like Joffrey's a dick, his mom's a bitch. Rob's pretty yeah. cool, his mom's yeah, pretty fair. cool. Nels, what what did I tell you? If you plant corn, you get, you get corn. corn. That's yeah. true. So again, this is another one stance his mouth is wide open again, so she eats something. Everyone else is paying attention to Butterbumps. So at one point, Butterbumps like hatches the egg. Sansa cracks it. Chicks squirm out. Uh, one of the ladies grabs the egg and then like gives or grabs the chick, gives it back to him. He eats it and then like feathers come out of his nose when he burps. Well, and she starts to cry. She's the one that Sansa said was a only little eight. girl, right? Yeah, yeah. But she was only eight, so it kind of makes sense why she's the one crying. Yeah, but then it crawls out of her sleeve and everything's well and good again. But again, it's one of those things. Like, what's that movie with the? Uh, Alfred and Wolverine and Batman. Uh, it's the uh, Prestige. The Prestige. Yeah. Dope movie. Every time it's been mentioned, I almost want to go back and watch it every time I hear that movie mentioned because it's so fucking good. <laughs> I know. It's so good. It is it's good. So yeah. Good. yeah it, that, that, that Butterbombs ate that fucking bird. 
No, that's a second bird that got slit up their sleeve. You know what I mean? That yeah. bird's fucking gone. Yeah. <laughs> you think he ate the bird? Yeah, right. no, come on. That's the come point. Come on, dragons yeah. are back. Dragons are back. True. <laughs> I guess. that's that. The, I actually thought that. I was like, is Butterbum dipping into some of this fire? Is Butterbum doing <laughs> spins on his head and shit because there's dragons back? Is he going to go climb a fire ladder outside? Uh, all right. So we basically get into like, all right, tell me the truth about Joffrey. Like, we've heard some bad shit. Did he mistreat you? And Sansa's just like, uh, 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 he's pretty. Sansa's Sansa superficial as fuck, right? There's twice, it happens twice in this chapter that she almost comments about someone's looks twice. Yeah. So she meets Laura, she's like, do you look good? And she wants to tell him he's beautiful again. Again. And then she does the same thing with Joffrey here. She says Joffrey. She does say, I had to actually. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was like, damn, she, did she say that already? (laughs) Uh, So she's like, yeah, he's very, he's very good looking and. Uh, fair and handsome, and brave as a lion. Yeah, for and... a while she's remembering what Dato's told her. Keep, don't say shit outside the Godswood. Godswood's the only place you're allowed to say yeah. the truth. So yeah, when she says he's brave as a lion, this line's great. This is a great <laughs> line. Yes, all the Lannisters are lions, and when a Tyrell breaks wind, it smells just like a rose. But how kind is he? How clever? Has he a good heart, a gentle hand? Is he chivalrous as be- as befits a king? Will he cherish Marjorie and treat her tenderly, protect her honor as he would his own? He like, oh yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. sure, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. He's uh, he's very good looking. Yeah, <laughs> I only wanted the fart joke, but yeah, I'll yeah, I know. for the rest of the quote. <laughs> and she's been like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, are you actually a fool? Are you? Should you be dancing with butter bumps right now? Yeah, yeah, that's what she says. It. Yeah, like I need you to tell me. Like, my granddaughter is about to marry this guy. Like, what's he gonna? What's what's going on here? And then she says, "We know what Kamala is worth. Kamala is worth less than Kamala means like good looking. Kamala is worth less than a mummer's fart." And she says that Aryan Bright Flame was Kamala, but a monster all the same. Who's he, Kyle? The one that drank the wildfire or whatever. Exactly. The- who's who's also the one that we see in the Duncan Egg books? He's the dickhead, the one who oh, kills yeah, the horse right, with yeah. the yeah. So he cheated. He cheated with a with the spike. With the lance. Yeah. Lance. Yep. Elena's like, "Hey, tell me the truth." It's okay. And yeah. she's like, she says, my dad always tr- told the truth. My, and look where it right. got him is pretty much her yeah. point. And she's like, I understand. Yeah. I asked um, for mercy to Joff. And he said he was going to save my dad. He ends up chopping his head off. Like, I don't trust that. Basically, I don't trust he chopped his head anymore. off, said that was mercy. And then made me look at it. Made me go to the walls and look at it, basically. And then she's like, fuck, I am saying way too much. Covers her mouth. And then this is when we hear, like, find out Marjorie's been listening. At least to yeah, something. Yeah, she's a little Marjorie's eavesdropper. Like, Marjorie's like, okay, it's okay. You can keep going. And Santa, again, have a Pete, like some of that trauma. She's like, fuck, Ilan's going to kill me. What if, like, Joffrey finds out we're fucked here? Like, that, that's all she's like. My head's going to be a spike up on the wall. Yeah. Which is right. Good Santa. Keep this Absolutely. mindset. Don't. <laughs> Absolutely. You haven't really said anything to this point. Exactly. Everyone saw Joffrey cut your dad's head off, right? Like, people know about that, that much, at least. Yeah. I mean, you kind of blaming it on Joffrey like sure he might like whip you for it but I don't think he'd kill you for it yeah whatever so now it's time she's scared right so they know she's not going to speak when people can hear her because there's spies and spiders around so the fool sings and she's like Ferris will still know like he'll know all right fool sing louder yep. and butter bump uh, turns Turn it up, up a little the bit volume, baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what song are we singing i think it's the first time we heard the song you know i love the songs yeah the bear in the fair is it what's the called? bear and the maiden fair the bear and the Kyle, maiden did fair. you i don't know if you were paying attention to any of these lyrics 
I, I did this? go back and read them because the first time I was like, I'm not going to pay attention to these. I'm just going to read the, the chapter. And then I went back and read them. So, I mean, it's okay. like a guy that kind of tells a bear to go to the fair with him. Then it's three dudes and a goat and the bear. And then there's a lady with honey in her hair somehow. And then they're like, oh, yeah, go dance with the bear. And she's like, no, I don't want to dance with the bear. And then the bear comes over and licks her ha- the honey out of her hair. And then she loves the bear. And then they go away. The hair, the hair down there. It's got to be the hair down there. I, I think it's like a rape song. It's I like, think it's uh, I, I don't rape me. You know, like one of that. It's like that's the it's the Westeros version of who who sings that, Kyle? It's that's a Nirvana song, Nelson. No, I think I think she enjoys the bear. She's saying like no, no, no. She kicked and wailed. I think she was scared at first. <laughs> I think she liked it. Yeah, no shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But. <laughs> Then she sighed and squealed and kicked the air. My bear, she sang. My bear so fair. Okay, maybe I missed that. And off they went from here to there. So she might have been scared that, oh my God, this bear is going to eat I think, me. I thought she liked it. Yeah. And then, wow, he's also he's doing dancing that with thing me. with his tongue down there. He's Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. It's Beauty and the Beast story, basically. I'm, I don't know what, about that. What's, what's interesting is George R. R. Martin wrote a TV show for like two or three seasons called Beauty and the Beast about about the bear and the maiden fair. I mean, it's about like the the Beauty and the Beast type fairy tale. There's an ugly guy and a beautiful woman, but it seems like what the song's about. I thought it was more creepy because she seemed scared to me. I thought the bear was just eat, gonna eat her, not munch her box. <laughs> I didn't think it as munch her box. I I don't That's know. What you but. were just saying the hair down there. Somebody Jeff said hair down there. Oh yeah, I didn't think there was. Hold on. The last one. Then she sighed and squealed and kicked the air. The be- <laughs> my bear, she sang. My bear, <laughs> yeah. so fair. You can't see my face because it's an audio podcast, but I'm doing like the, yeah, that makes sense. Like, so, yes, I, okay, I can see that. I was like getting it into, I was getting into like, all right, where's this story going? I, I thought the bear was munching box. Uh, maybe not. That's no, that makes sense. I, that makes sense after after you explained it that and way. Just the last paragraph that she sighed and squealed and well, kicked well, the air. You, well, you guys can see that it's a little rapey early on, where she's like, "No, no, no, get away from me!" And the bear just does it anyway. I don't know if it was rapey. I thought it was like, "Oh my god, this bear is going to eat yeah. her." Yeah, because like, she had honey. Oh, in her. okay, okay. Anyway, back to let's can we go back to the actual story? If this, if you don't feel like this has <laughs> any meaning or point. Um, other than cover some. I think the band of Maiden Fair is the most important part of the chapter. Okay, yeah, well then let's go back to the actual chapter. <laughs> Alright, so Butterbump starts singing, sing louder, turn up, the, turn it up to fucking 11, and now they start having their actual conversation. Right? Yeah. Uh, and One thing I didn't look for was if the, if like what the, like the line from the song means anything to like what they're saying, but I don't know. I I was thinking that I Nelson, tried I, to, I just I didn't see. I don't, I don't think so, right? Like, I didn't pick up on anything. They aren't like talking about like marrying off Sansa, but like the guy they're marrying her off to isn't like a bear. He's like, yeah. It's kind of similar though in the sense of like he's not a what she considers desirable. I get that, but but maybe and like a bear to the maiden was not desirable, yeah. and then she found out that she loved him. Yeah. So I mean that's all, that was the only thing I could really come up with when I went through and read that. It's not a bad thought. What's what I was saying, like George worked on Beauty and the Beast. That's like, like I'm saying, like that's the premise is like Beauty, yeah, Beast, ah, scary, so... but then you fall in love, right? Yeah. That's the whole. I never watched the show that George made, but I think that's the premise. What, what Sansa ends up saying, though, is that Joffrey's a monster. Yeah. 
He's, he's actually a, a bear. He lied about the butcher's boy. He made my father kill my wolf. I displease him, and he beats, or he has his he has his men beat me. The king's guard. He's evil yep. and cruel, and the queen as well. And the old yeah. lady's like, yeah, kind of figured actually is <laughs> pretty much what the yeah. vibe I got out of her. Like that well, sucks. At one point, but, she does say like, we've heard some shit. We've heard some disturbing things. Like, can you confirm or deny? And she says that at one point. So she she kind of gives a hint earlier. I think that. They'd heard Joffrey done some. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I shit. think that was again. I think that was more to open Sansa up, right? Yeah. And then, then pretty much Sansa's like, but like you can't change anything that's happening because they're gonna know <laughs> that after this dinner that you had with me that I said something. Yeah, exactly. Like don't call don't call off the wedding is what yeah. Sansa's afraid of mainly. I I think a pretty interesting point too, and I'm kind of flip flopping on Elena and just why you should trust her and whatnot. Uh, but before Sansa tells the truth. Um, she says, what sort of man is this Joffrey who calls himself Baratheon but looks so very Lannister? Yeah. And I think that's, like, I don't even know if Sansa knows. I mean, I'm sure she's heard she say that. I didn't, I miss that. That's, uh, bottom of page 86 right before the, the song okay. verse. There you go. Yeah. It just kind of, like, I'm sure Sansa's ha- heard the rumors because, right, they've spread throughout. Sa- Stannis sent a letter worldwide. Sa- yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know if she knows that that's why her dad died. Well, it's funny because her dad figured it out because of her. Right. Well, I guess, didn't Joffrey say, like, went before he was going to chop off, like, he says I'm not the legitimate heir type of thing. Maybe maybe that wasn't all made public because... Yeah, he claims the throne is not rightfully mine yeah, or whatever I like guess that. If, yeah. yeah, you're right. If, if Ned is saying it's not Joffrey's, she would have to piece together that means... That yeah. Means. Plus, what so the that might be something that she was like, "All right, fuck." She doesn't think he's a Baratheon. Like, maybe she thinks he's a bastard. Yeah. Maybe I can. All right, fuck it. To your point, but though, then, I thought this was Olena. Like, I didn't. I forgot about the Stannis letter. I thought this was Olena, like being one of the people who was like smart enough to figure it out, just like on her own, or, or like just knew about it somehow. I could see both sides of you. But at this point, it's just like it should be you. common knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it was definitely the Stannis letter. I'm just saying she might be on the side that. He's Lannister, not Baratheon. Yeah, I think she definitely buys that, yeah. I mean, everybody should buy when he's walking around and writing gold and never wearing his own colors, but... I mean, I, I would think her argument would be, we're already in the thick of it. Like, we backed Renly. Like, at this point, we're, yeah. we're in the whoever can take it owns it type type right. deal. We're in that battle right now. Right, the, that's what the pufferfish is telling us. <laughs> we just don't want to get crushed by whoever ends up taking it. Exactly. Whoever's legit doesn't matter. Whoever we can get our daughter married to that. That's yeah. who matters. That's who's the king. Basically is what May says. Yeah. That's who's, that's who's our king, right? Whoever's going to make our, our girl, the queen. Um, and then it, it switches to the, the high garden talk like, Oh, Sansa, you got to visit. It's beautiful. You'll love it. It's basically like, Hey, we're going to take you there. It's a sales pitch. Yeah. We're going to marry you off to, to somebody. You're going to get to marry one of us, a Tyrell. Yeah. And it's beautiful there. There's so many flowers there and all them bloom. Like, Hyping it up like to the beautiful shit that she would like. It can only be awful, right? Maybe not awful, but it can't be as pretty as they're hyping it up to be. Although it is known to be fertile, you said. So, well, it's like the same. Like it's like the thing of like when we're in Winterfell. What we knew about King's Landing was like King's Landing is not awful. The people of King's Landing kind of there's suck some and bad parts awful. of King's it Landing. Their, yeah, Flea Bottom's not great and stuff like that. But like in compared, I mean, Winterfell doesn't yeah, have a right. flea bottom, right, but though. it's not like a bustling city. Like King's Landing is a pretty bustling city, and like 
if everyone in court didn't suck, Sansa would probably be having a great time at King's Land, and it would be everything she dreamed of. I think the problem is the people where she goes. Fair enough. And yeah, that could be a problem at Highland for sure. We don't know anybody there yet, but but she'd be in charge so, potentially. She'd at least have standing. She, she'd be up there for sure. I mean, she same same deal when she was going to King's Landing though. She's going to King's Landing with the uh, yeah yeah true yeah. So she thought it was Lars. Obviously, we talked on this. He can't do it. They're being pretty honorable. Olena said it earlier too. Like at least when I was running this family, we we were honorable. You know what I mean? She. It, yeah. it happened earlier on when they were talking about Ned. She talked about the, the high garden honor a little bit. She said something about like the the word of a high garden. She's like, Mace said we were going to do it, and the word of a of a Tyrell is worth more than all the gold of Cassie Rock. I think is yep. what she was saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Willis is the actual guy she should be marrying, who's the heir. So I'm assuming he's the oldest. No, uh, yeah, yeah. He's the oldest. Uh, but so why he, why did he get hurt? How did he get hurt? He was a knight or a squire, and uh, his horse crushed his leg, like Ned. Yeah, this uh, the snake of a Dornishman was to blame. That Oberyn Martell and his master as well, Maester, as well, Nelson. So how many how many Game of Thrones books have you read? I know, I know. <laughs> you said master. <laughs> there was a there was a Game of Thrones word in this one. I'll get you back to you real quick. You guys probably skipped over without even thinking of it. Coxcomb. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. I don't even know if I read it. Isn't that isn't that like the comb on a rooster's head? What page is it? It's in uh, what Butterbumps is wearing. I read right over it. I don't have I don't have the actual quote. He's wearing a cop's comb and it's like one of those like jester hats, like Harley Quinn wears with like the bell, like the like the horn. It looks like it's like the curly horns and the bells. That's a cock's comb. Yep. Butterbumps arrived before the food, dressed in a jester suit of green and yellow feathers with a floppy cock's comb. I'll put this in the Discord. Cock's comb. Uh, definitely a Game of Thrones word. It's now. also like a flower. Like if you look up Coxcomb, you'll get a flower. But I looked up like the second thing is like the jester's hat. There you go. Just so he's wearing feathers in the Coxcomb. That's our Game of Thrones word for the day. Okay. I mean, but see the one, see the drawn one, two to the right of the one you're pointing at there. Yeah, that looks like a rooster's head. You're right. That's butter. That's butter bump. That's a Coxcomb to me. This is probably like an actual like old school coxcomb, right? It's probably what it look like. It'd be way harder to make this old school times, right? Like the like the curly one. No, they'd be able to do that. Now to put it both these, so yeah, I'll put them. I'll put I'll put both these pictures I asked in the YouTube videos. Too. I kind of agree with Kyle. I think that's butter bumps right there. I'm pretty sure like they call that the comb of a rooster, like his head and a cock, right? A coxcomb. Coxcomb is a fl- fleshy girth and located on top of a rooster's head. That's that's what I. And it's spelled that way. I had to type in cop comb to get that, but yeah, it's spelled that way. So let me let me let me do context clues here, right? So he comes in dressed in feathers. He's got a rooster hat on, and then he lays an egg and a bunch of little chickens run around, right? Or do you think yeah. it means that he's got some weird spiky Kyle's hat right. on? I think Kyle's right. All right, Kyle's right. Kyle's right. Jesus Christ. I feel like it fits the theme. That Kyle's right, Nelson's hat. wrong. <laughs> I don't like it as much because I wanted to be basically wearing like a Packers jersey and a, and like Jester's hat, not a okay. fucking rooster outfit. Anybody, <laughs> anybody wearing a Packers jersey right now would be wearing a coxcomb. <laughs> yeah, paper bag. Is this the end of the chapter? <laughs> what did we miss? Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah, we're pretty much done. Elena gets her cheese at the end. Sis is basically like Cersei's not gonna let me go. Well, she talks about Willis too for a little bit. Like I don't know Willis. Yeah. Um, yeah. When and then this I mean is him? when she talks about how, like, oh, he never took his vows. How to get hurt? We talked about he got hurt. Um, she's pissed off at Martell still though. Like, and the Maester for some reason. 
We don't we don't get the answer on that yet. But yep. um, he's got a he's good nice heart. Guy. He's a great. Yeah, he's a great person. Just because he doesn't have legs doesn't mean he sucks like your brother Bran. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? like, is it both legs <laughs> or one leg now? Still, we it's know? just one leg. But I mean, I'm just it's still parallel. Yeah. I was, yeah. Sansa probably would have been back in the north, like, yeah, we should just kill Bran. <laughs> He's useless. <laughs> Off him. <laughs> Throw him back out the window. He'll never he'll never he'll never be a knight. If he's not a common knight, yeah, I just get him out of here. Uh Cersei won't let me go. Oh, I was like, we'll let we'll we'll get you there. Yeah. Yeah. Mace, I'll I'd like you. to give him a chance or give her a Mace, choice. Yeah, like Mace that. isn't gonna make this a choice. It's gonna be he's gonna have to send you. Yeah, they can't say no to us. Basically, They're, we're too important. They can't say no to us. So if we if we ask, they have to say yes. Is pretty much what she um, says. Yeah, I'm interested yeah, to see where this goes. I, I Dantos was the only plan, so I was on Team Dantos there for a little bit, but now I'm not. Yeah, and something better. I'm like I'm right there with Sansa, I guess. Where like right. something better came along. It's like <laughs> it's what's funny is like you say Dantos was a plan there for a little bit. Dantos was pl- planned there for a whole book. They literally kept meeting and meeting and meeting and meeting and nothing happened. I know, but I mean, like, what I'm saying is, like, it was this kind of, like, dumb bullshit plan. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I think we're agree. Like, I'm saying, like, nothing happened. Yeah. If you think about the timeline of how the two escapish plans can unfold... Dantos is saying at the wedding. That's true. So that's a good point. And this Jeff. is this is post wedding. Post wedding. She says you'll go home with my grandmother after the wedding. Okay. It, yeah. It, that's a good point. Like Sansa gonna have to make a choice. Like who do I? Which path do I take? Do I do I roll the dice with Dantos or do I just hold out? When you know yeah, I mean? I mean this one has a better like she can see a better ending immediately right like she's immediately in these other people's custody she's immediately going to be wed to this dude she's like her situation is immediately better whereas like if she escapes she's going to have an aria like trek north right like where like, like where she's, and where do we go where's the end of that trek like to burn down winterfell where where brand just left like what are we going to do there <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean like, i don't know if she knows that winterfell's burned down but yeah like it's still a problem. No, she definitely doesn't. But I, it, it's still the same thing. It's like I said, like she's going to have to go through these places we watched Arya struggle to get through, eating worms <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Like that's Sansa's no Arya. Yeah. So I, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> like I think, I think her only option is to try try this plan out. But I don't know what happens with Dantos. Gotcha. I don't know. I think maybe maybe he is a spy or something, and it comes out and when she doesn't actually uh, go through with the plan. And we don't, maybe she doesn't figure that out right away though. Dang. I'm just trying to make some outlandish prediction. So I don't, I don't know yeah, if I yeah. fully believe that, but <laughs> they're still the fun ones, but we'll, we'll, we'll throw it out there. I mean, that's, that's a possibility for sure. So now, so how much time till the new year in the book based on, I think based on the timeline I have, I actually don't want to say anything. I think first off, I think that might be a spoiler because I don't know okay. if there's any well, indication like how long, the wedding is planned to be from now, but I can tell you in the spoiler section. Okay, I can tell you with the online, the online thing that we've been following. False. No, they don't do shit either. Timelines don't matter. I don't know why I asked. But like Kyle, do you, is there any indication to you how far off the wedding is? No, not really. Yeah, so I, I, we'll keep that. Hold on, back. All right, thanks, Kyle. Bye, Kyle. Oh, I thought you said the new year, or oh, they're getting married on the first. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, bye, guys. Later, nerds. Bye-bye. See ya. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert!
Bye, Kyle. Bye, Kyle. See you later. Thanks for joining us. Now, on to the spoiler section for Sansa 1. Nels, what's your hot take? Got a few here. Boom. Fewies. You weren't paying attention when I did it the first time. You're going to pay attention the second time. It's not true. I heard Trivia. There's people here that matter, and you're going to tell me why they matter. Most of them matter. Fuck. These ladies. All right, go ahead. Lady Larry, she actually doesn't matter. I'll give you that one. She but she's a high tower. She used to be a high tower. She was doesn't a high matter. tower before she it doesn't married. Matter. It doesn't matter then. doesn't matter now. It might matter in the future, though. So we're going to hit it real quick. Lady Larry, whose long silvery braid was bound with jewel rigs. So silver hair, Targaryen hair, because high towers have Targaryen hair. They didn't put that in House of the Dragon because they didn't want to confuse people. I know. Rhaenyra, not Rhaenyra, Rhaenys has brown hair. So if they would have given... If they would have given Allison Otto silver hair, like they're supposed to have, and they would have given Rainey's brown hair, Corley's right. wife brown hair, then the whole like Jace Luke Joffrey being bastards thing doesn't it land wouldn't as well. Have, it wouldn't, have, yeah, so, for sure. So they just wipe it all out. But in the books, that's how it is. So interesting that she's got the silver hair. Out, who knows if it'll be important? Marjorie and Loras don't have that. They're super brown hair, brown hair, brown eyes. Uh, next. Were you going to say something there? Hold Sorry. on. Let's do a quick pop culture moment because l- last night was the Golden Globes. That's true. And House Dragons, I believe, won some awards. Best, I'm not sure which one. I, I think it won Best Drama. Did you see Millie Al- Alcock up at, on stage? That's really all I saw from it was she was wasted on stage. Love that. It's awesome. I just heard. That was flying. I didn't watch a second of it, but I heard. I just looked it up on Twitter and it's funny shit. Yeah, nobody punched anybody, slapped anybody, called anybody's wife out, so nobody really nah. knew anything about this award show. Um, but yeah, good good for House of the Dragon. Yeah, keep one of them. Alright, was there another girl at this table that you were like, she's super important or you just bring up the one high no, tower that, that was, was there? that's the least important one. Are you kidding me? The next one were the three cousins. Mega, Alla, and Eleanor. Alright, so those are the ones that are diddling the kettlebacks. At, at least uh I don't know exactly what the what Cersei makes up, but yeah, Cersei makes up I don't I don't think it's the kettleblacks for them. I think it's just the kettleblacks for Marjorie. And she basically says that these ones are fucking the two left and right and broad of the black. They're banging they're, everybody. They're, they're banging other knights and stuff like that. They're not they're not made. Right, that's anymore. not that important. They're, they're not important, but they're the ones that basically Cersei does the trap on that gets flipped on her head later on right? right then we got some wise lady jen lady jenna lord tywell's wife i don't know if she matters i i, I like the green apple green apple fossil just like duncan egg yeah talk there and then mary was what she was to call boisterous plump meredith crane but most definitely not lady merryweather i don't i don't know what happens to lady merryweather lady merryweather a sultry black-eyed mirrors beauty i don't know i actually don't understand that quote all right so you can call Meredith Mary, there's two, there's but don't names, call. Hold on, let me find the, find the page because I it took me a second too, and I read it. And when I read it this way, I I think I understood it. All right, and Mary was what she was to call boisterous, plump Meredith Crane. So Meredith Meredith Crane, you can call Mary, but don't call Lady Meriwether Mary Weather. Gotcha. Like don't shorten Mary Weather gotcha. to Mary. So do you know who Lady Mary Weather is? She's the one who's important here. She's not important. She's the one who Cersei becomes really good friends with later on. Uh, okay. Um, she ends up sending I, her child away from King's Landing, and there's one point where Cersei's like, oh, bring your child back to King's Landing. She's like, no, it's okay. Like, it's yeah, okay. I, I recall Like, trust me, now. I'm friends with you. And she's, like, telling her, like, a few things about Marjorie, but, like, not everything about Marjorie. So Cersei thinks- She's a Marjorie spy. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't remember her at I all. Think, like, now I'm that... pretty sure, like, her and Cersei, like, have sex at some point. 
I I think I remember. She like, reta- she like role plays as Robert basically. It's a they weird like want to have uh, they have like dinner together or whatnot. But I recall now. Uh, give me give me your next one. I really don't have anything. That some of them I wrote down while we were talking about it, so they're not. They probably won't be huge. Cloak the house cloak. Yeah, so I I, I wrote that down to what I I'm kind of feeding into the sand. Sand, 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 sand stuff. is going to become from, queen of something, queen from of the north. side. The Hal's going to be in her king's guard, and she's going to re-cloak him with his old cloak. I don't know if that uh, would be... I could, I could buy that I for sure. I don't know sure. if that mattered at all, but that's that's the thing that I... That's where my brain goes I to. I think she's starting to kind of fantasize about him a little bit here. I don't know if she says it here. I should have paid more attention. Does she say he kissed her here? No. Is this the unkiss? No. She just wishes okay. she went with him. Pretty early on, I'm pretty sure... He she remembers him kissing her, and she never he never kisses yeah. her, which is the unkissed. George has said that's important. No mention of a kiss in this one, just that she wishes she would have went with him. Okay, I thought so. I just I I which I thought I don't even remember him really saying like you should come with me. Uh, he definitely I can I can go check it real quick. I wish the hound were here. The night of the battle, Santa Orkorgain had come to her chambers to take her from the city, but Santa had refused. Sometimes she lay awake at night wondering if she'd been wise. She had a stained white cloak still. You're 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 totally right. He does. I don't think he says anything about taking her away. He definitely yeah, he definitely does I, in the show, which is probably why I'm thinking that. But you're right. He, here he does it. He shows up. And t- fans tell us if I'm wrong about this one, but I it looks like I have pretty much this whole conversation as a quote in my notes here, and he's basically like, "I'm drunk." She's like, "He says I lost the battle." She's like, what are you doing? Like, where will you go? It's like, I'm going north away from here. You won't get out. The queen's closed up Magor's. Not to me. I have the white cloak. I have the sword. Anyone who tries to stop me is dead unless he's on fire. Why did you come here? You promised me a song. Have you forgotten? She didn't know what he meant. He couldn't sing. I can't. You're scaring me. Everything scares you. Look at me. And then she, uh, no, no, no. Hold on. I could keep you safe. He rasped. They're all afraid of me. No one would hurt you again, or I'd kill them. He yanked her closer, and for a moment she thought he meant to kiss her. Uh. He was too strong to fight. She closed her eyes, wanted it to be over, but nothing happened. Still can't bear to look, can you? She heard. He gave her arm a hard wrench, pulling her around, shoving her onto the bed. I'll have that song. So that's it. That That's the closest thing to taking her away. Made, like, I can, I can protect you from these people. And right after, Lily flipping her over under the bed, shoving her down and demanding a song. He says, "Yeah, I could keep you safe. They're all afraid of me." All right, uh, it, I'll a, take that. You're right. In the, in, for sure, in the show, he. I think he says, "I don't know." It seems more. Do you want to come with me? Like, let's go right now. And she's like, "No." Um, and I always remembered it like that too. But you're right. When we reread it, it's really sure. not there. That I mean, it's a, there's a hint of it, but but just playing into like where Sansa's mind's at with everything. Like she's starting to get smarter for sure, but she's always go- drawn back to like. The night and the the story, and I can see her starting to now that the the hound's actually gone from her story, like her starting to play it up more and more in her mind to like, oh my god, the hound's this great person, yeah. like he actually could be the knight in shining armor type type of person. Well, so and- then we go to the bear and the maiden fair, which is just a one. Of, I have that as like another note. That's like people think that's like a bu- like a bunch of parallels all over the story. Sansa hound. Jorah, Danny, uh, jo- uh, Brienne, Jamie. I guess Jamie's not too much of a bear, but 
Brienne is like the maiden fair who actually fights a bear, like later on in the book. Like yeah. later in this book. Brienne and the actual Brienne bear. actually fights a bear later in this book. And she has blonde hair. I don't even think the first time I read it, like I actually took a like notice of the words of the song. I took I slowly read the song this time. I'll be honest, I didn't finish I didn't I didn't finish taking notes on the chapter. I, I, I had the last two or three pages that I Would even, you have got the I don't know. I, I, it's, uh, it's a good question. I doubt it. I, I don't think so. I, I thought that the fandom accepted this as rapes as a rape song. I, I didn't really look too much into it. And I, who knows where I heard that from? I might be misremembering that. Um, I'm not going to fight the fandom if it is. It just seems like at the end of the at the end, she's like my bear. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm I'm on your side. And again, I haven't re- taken my full notes in the chapter, but that I'm I'm with you at this moment. And, and if you're if we're drawing parallels to this song and couples that I think people actually kind of like, well, and like I said, Beauty and the Beast, like that whole like that's like right. a trope. I think, like yes, it's mm-hmm. a movie, but it's like a trope that like the beautiful woman falls in love with like the guy who's not so beautiful, who's rough around. Like Jorah yeah. Mormont is his sigil's a bear. He's ha- he's yeah. said to be hairy as fuck. Like, it's not hairy and bald, and but he's also a knight, and he likes Danny. And in the next Danny chapter, he'll try to kiss her, and she'll say no, which happens <laughs> at one point here, right? But like, who knows? They yeah. end up getting back together, like not in a romantic way, probably, but for sure. So the, I feel like, and this song. Well, I think this is like a song that we'll hear probably ten times throughout this book. Like I said before, like songs become like way more of a thing. At some point, uh-huh. it, it definitely started to pick up towards the end of Clash of Kings. Like even in my notes, I've already got. I'm surprised you didn't sing this whole song. I I, I didn't finish my notes, or I might have. Uh, it's right. too much. What, Maybe once next we time. get done recording, that might be a solo. That might be a solo video. <laughs> just the bear, the maiden yeah. fair. <laughs> With your learning on your guitar. Now, now that I have a piano, my guitar. Yeah, exactly. Next point. The one that I had written down. Sansa already has the hairnet. Uh, to make you think here. Okay. Sansa's already been given the hairnet by Dantos at the end of Clash of Kings. All right, so this is kind of where I want to talk to. Let's just put it, let's put where, the, let's not put the cart before the, the implication. horse. What's that imply? The implication of... <laughs> the implication. <laughs> the fucking, the always sunny thing now. Fuck. <laughs> so my whole thought was this conversation is kind of a big, maybe red herring or uh, like, all right, we need a motive to kill Joffrey. Like this is the, this chapter gives you motive for Olena to kill Joffrey. Sure, but Sansa's already got the hairnet, so that plan's already in action. Right. So that's why I wanted to talk about. Like, I guess what you're saying is, Olena, if Olena's the one that's gonna pull the thing off and put it in the fucking thing, it doesn't matter if Sansa has the hairnet or not. It matters if she plucks a stone off and puts it in the wine. Right. Sansa can wear the hairnet to the wedding and nobody touches it, and who gives a fuck. So you're, I, I guess your point, maybe she still hasn't made up her mind. She's like, yeah, put the plan into action, but I can still cancel this shit if I want. And who cares if Sansa wears it? I just won't do anything to it. Right. Because she, she plucks the hair in it, right? She touches Sansa's hair for sure. There's a line in the book where she plays, she fixes so Sansa's hair. So if it's not her, nobody else touches it. Uh, I think that we hear of, yeah, for sure. I, uh, Except maybe the person that put her on her I'm head, the sure. person getting her so ready. So here's the thing: is I think the same. I think who gets her ready? On, Does on, Shay get on. her ready? I think. Let me let me backtrack a second. I'm pretty sure that the Joffrey wedding is Tyrion's POV, but okay. when we get a Sansa POV and she's on the boat with Littlefinger, Littlefinger says he gives her like a bunch of like uh, the Preston Jacobs video that ba- that that uh is all about like it being a, Tyrion being the the target. 
it it relies on that when Sansa gets on little the boat, most of what little that conversation is him giving like leading questions. He's like, "Did anyone yeah. touch your hairnet?" He's like, "Hey, I gave you that hairnet. Did anyone touch it throughout the day?" And basically, whoever Sans the the theory is whoever Sansa says, Littlefinger would have been like, "Yep, that's who I was working with," and she just happened to say Elena, right? She Elena didn't okay. really have anything to do with it. That's just who Sansa said. So Littlefinger's just making Sansa believe whatever she wants. Just making up a story. Okay, I could see that. But to your point, the reason we know Elena touched Sansa's hairnet is because when Littlefinger says, "Did anyone touch your hairnet?" she says, "Yeah, Elena did." Yeah. You know what I mean? So we know. Yeah, we weren't it, we weren't there in that POV, and Sansa has the whole uh, unkiss thing where she remembers things wrong. So maybe Elena didn't touch right. her hairnet. Oh, so we don't have a Sansa chapter where Elena comes up to her and like. Oh, I, I don't is... think so. I, again, I don't. I don't, I'm pretty sure that it's chapter... not like a Blackwater thing where we get no, different no, no, POVs. No. I'm pretty up. sure the whole thing's Tyrion. I think I, again, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it's all Tyrion. So I, but, right. I, but again, I think it's pretty rel- I think it's pretty credible to think that Elena touched her hairnet based on what Sansa says later on. And we already know that they've been working with Littlefinger. Littlefinger just went to talk to the Tyrells to get them on board with this marriage and everything. Right. So it totally makes sense that it could they could so be. So it totally makes sense that they'd be like, wait, Joffrey's actually awful for everybody. Let's kill Joffrey. Tommy's- you could marry Tommy. Yep. Why isn't that why isn't that a like I feel like you But you're not a part you don't believe that. You believe that they were trying My to kill Tyrion. The problem is you don't need the plan's too complicated. Why have a hairnet? Why have Elena? If you have a hairnet, you don't need Elena. If you have Elena, you don't need a hairnet. Is my point because it's not that it's not that complicated. You don't need if you have Elena, you don't need a hairnet, and if you have a hairnet, you don't need Elena. It, yeah, I I probably I think if you put if you ask me like gun to my head what what happened, I would say Elena was involved. <clears throat> but one of the things that the Preston Jacobs video brings up that is a good question is it's it's too complicated. If Littlefinger wants to kill Joffrey, why even ask Elena? Why not just do it? What is the point in even, like, when you, like, hey, you want to marry Joffrey? Let's kill him, and then you can marry Thomas. Like, why does Littlefinger extend that olive branch and even bring that up? Uh, Just to continue to create chaos, I think, between family members. I don't know. Wouldn't it be more chaos if he just didn't tell the Tyrells about that? He just did it? Yeah, sure, maybe the same thing would happen, but... Because, like, at at some point, a Lannister might find out that Elena Tyrell poisoned Joffrey. Right. So now it's like the, now the Lannisters are like, oh, shit, we have to fight the Tyrells too. more chaos in the realm. Land, uh, little figures like I'm the Lord of Harrenhal. I'm I'm slowly building my pieces. You're saying and this is the best answer, I think, that I've heard to why. Ha, why is it this complicated? And what you're saying is Littlefinger's using Olena as the fall guy. If anything comes out mm-hmm. about it, blame it on Olena. I wasn't even fucking there. I wasn't there. L- uh, Olena must have poisoned it. What was the- I, the the one thing about the hairnet is like, what was the murder weapon type of thing? Like, all right, it was poison. Who was near the wine? I, I and I guess that's why Tyrion was there, right? So like, I, like it's also like to throw off, you know, throw a little shade at Tyrion. But then again, if it does fall back on me, like, well, I wasn't there. Elena was there. Type. I the thing that definitely can can fix Littlefinger is like the Sansa was getting escaped on that day. Like, Dantos yeah. tells Sansa, hey, you're getting out of King's Landing on the day that I'm giving you this hairnet. It's the same day that Joffrey's wedding is the day that we're okay. leaving, right? And then all that happens. Like, clearly, Littlefinger was involved in that somehow. Yeah. Plus, he uh, is the one that co- invites the dancing dwarves, or the jousting dwarves. Penny and, uh, what's his name, Lapo? Alo? Mm-hmm. Penny's brother. I don't, I don't remember. remember. The, I don't, I don't remember, remember Penny's yeah, name, yeah. brother's name. But they ride the he dog does. and the pig, right? <laughs> he dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Littlefinger set that up. And why did he set that up? He set that so that Tyrion and Joffrey would be butting heads at the wedding, right? Uh-huh. Again, which makes you think that, say, the Tyrion's not the target. Even if, like, the main my point, like, Littlefinger planned the murder. Said Littlefinger planned to kill Joffrey. He wanted Tyrion to be the fall guy. Then why do you need Elena as another fall guy? You've already set up all these plans to get Tyrion yeah. as the fall guy. I think it's just to create more chaos in the realm. But and my point is, I think more chaos would come from not including the Tyrells on this plan, right? If you tell the Tyrells, like, hey, we're about to kill Joffrey, then they they've can... already, in their head, they're like, okay, cool. Joffrey's going to die. We're going to set up this thing next. We know exactly how this is going to go. If you just don't tell them, then when all this shit happens, not only are the Lannisters scrambling, but so are the Tyrells. They're, the Tyrells are scrambling, though. Their family's intact. Maybe Marjorie isn't queen, but they just moved out of the next one. Move on. Yeah. And I guess to your point, like the only person that even knew that would be Elena anyway, not the whole Tyrell family. And, and from the sounds of Mace in this chapter, Mace would have been like, all right, fuck it. Joffrey's dead. We'll marry Tommen now. Like, it doesn't seem like he truly cares yeah, he, about who Marjorie's right. marrying. Yeah, I mean, he's the one going down the list. Yeah. Renly, Joffrey. So if you can, if you can give the two families something to combat against, like yeah. now, like he, he started it with the Starks and the Lannisters. He's, and that pulled in every which family the baratheons and like he's he's the one doing all of this like so because my my question was so if elena's in on the whole like let's kill joffrey thing then then what's the whole point of this like we already know joffrey's bad we're gonna kill him we've already set up the poison we've got the whole plan in place like why are we got i, why I do think we it's call sansa because i th- i think it except for the whole like marriage thing is a great is actually a really good point i think that's the point of it i think it's the end where like all right let's get you with willis then because now like, say Olena's really like, all right, let's start stacking our cards, too. If if we don't have the Lannisters, like, maybe we can stack the North with us. Well, no. I think they're I think they're doubling down, right? Because if you bet on the Lannisters, you're betting that Robb Stark doesn't win this fucking war. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great point. So she's Which, doubling down. Say If Robb Stark doesn't win the yeah. war, then whoever Sansa's married gets Winterfell. I, I think you are right there. So if we can get Mary Sansa to our heir, we get both. But... To the, and I completely agree with you, too. But to think that the Lannisters would just give up Sansa knowing that same exact thing, which is why Tyrion's about to marry Sansa. Tyrion marries Sansa before Joffrey marries Marjorie. But this is a Littlefinger Varys game. So what's happening here is Varys, I don't know why exactly, but Varys seems to be helping the Tyrells here. The Lannisters. The Tyrells. He's talking to Tyrells. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But Littlefinger wants Sansa. Okay. Yeah. He wants Sansa. He doesn't want Sansa to go to the Tyrell. So he's anti Varys on this plan for sure. So Varys is trying to get Sansa to be a Tyrell to fuck Littlefinger. I don't, maybe not to fuck Littlefinger, but Varys or, for some reason. Or basically like throw off that plan. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's why. But what, at least in the show, what ends up happening is, Var- is Littlefinger, and this can't be what happens in the books. So I don't, I wonder how this happens in the books, actually. I, I've seen the show too many times recently. What happens in the show is Roz finds out about Littlefinger's plan, I think. And sets up the Tyrell plan, but then uh, Littlefinger tortures Roz, finds out about the Tyrell plan, gives Roz to Joffrey. Joffrey shoots her with arrows. But then Littlefinger tells Tywin, hey, the Tyrells are trying to marry off Sansa. Uh-huh. So, and what does is, what is Elena say here? If Mace asks, they can't say no. Right. And Tyrion says, if Mace asks, when Tyr- there's, a, there's a Tyrion chapter where Tywin brings all this up, and Tyrion says, they're right. If Mace asks, we can't say no. And Tywin's like, yeah, but if she's already married, yeah. then he can't ask. And that's how that happens. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. That- Maybe it's not even a little, little finger 
Barry's battle. I mean, I feel like it probably is if the show came up with that, but like in the show, it's a little finger Barry's battle and little finger wins this one. Yeah. I can see that happening. too. it's, it's the whole, it, the reason I remember this is because it's the whole like really famous, like little finger quote, like chaos is a ladder. It's chaos the whole, the it's ladder. like cutting between yeah. all the shit. Basically he's like, Hey Sansa, you can come with me if you want. It's different. And, and he's like, basically you go, like, you can just come with me if you want. It's before Joffrey's wedding. And she's yeah. like, no, it's okay. I'm going to, I have a good plan. And then it's like, some people are afraid to climb the ladder. And it shows Sansa crying as she sees uh, his ship going away because she just learned that she has to marry Tyrion. So she's like, fuck, I lost the Tyrell thing. And there goes Littlefinger. So kind of like we were talking about with Kyle here, like, is she going to have to choose, do I trust Dantos or right. the Tyrells? That choice gets taken from her because she gets thrown into a different marriage. Yep. Or in the show, that is 100% a choice that she has. Do I go with Littlefinger? Or do I stick yeah. with the Tyrells? So she sticks with the Tyrells and gets fucked over by Littlefinger. She never really had a go with Littlefinger choice here, Yeah, though. you're right. There's no just like, hey, I'm going to leave King's Landing on Littlefinger's boat. Like, that was never an option. Yeah. It, yeah, it kind of doesn't make sense in the show either, I guess. Which probably wasn't an option in the show I, either. I mean, like, like, I think in the show like, he was kind of being like, hey, we'll do it. I'll, I'll escape yeah, you out. Escape, yeah. yeah. So I don't know exactly how that works in the books, but... I, I'm just... Like, I know you're all in on Tyrion being the target. I'm just not there yet. I don't know. I'm not all in on it. Yeah, I think if you put a gun to my head and said what happened at the at the purple wedding, I would say Elena and Littlefinger killed Joffrey. But I think it's interesting to think about other things, and it and it yeah, and the for door sure. was left open for it. So again, it, it's one of those things where George is a gardener, so I don't think there's no point of closing that door when you don't have exactly. to. Like maybe at some point maybe he does. George but... doesn't know if Elena was involved or not yet. He left the door open. If he wants to go either way, he could, but he he doesn't yeah. even know, right? So. And that's what that's what that's why podcasts like this exist because George leaves the door mm-hmm. so many doors open for himself that he also leaves the door open for us idiots. Yeah. Another one, <laughs> really short one. My son ought to take puff fish for his sigil. If truth be told, he could put a crown on it the way the Baratheons do their stag. Mayhap that would make him happy. Mayhap. It's the fray of the crossing game. If you say mayhap, you're lying or you're allowed to. You know, you remember? You know what I'm talking about with Brandon the frame. Yeah, was? I don't remember. I don't remember mayhap being the keyword. Mayhap is a keyword, and Walter says it to to Rob d- later in this book, pre Red Wedding, like when they show up to the chapter before the Red Wedding. Mayhap, you should come eat my he mead. Mayhap in there. Yeah, exactly. Drink my and mead. And it's like a callback to like the. Thing. So what's the mayhap here? If he changes, it basically means like if you. Uh, you're not allowed to lie unless you unless you say mayhap and you don't get caught saying mayhap. Like the other person's supposed to catch you saying mayhap. But I think she's telling the truth. I don't know there. if there's anything to it. Uh, there's definitely plenty of times uh, in the books where not plenty. Just be but ready a few for times, be ready for mayhap. It's just like an old timey word, so I think he uses it instead of maybe yeah. sometimes. But sometimes it's like one of the things where sometimes it means nothing, but sometimes it can mean I'm lying. I guess <laughs> I don't I don't think there's anything here. But hey, we mentioned. I mentioned it when it means something, so I mentioned yeah, it when yeah. it doesn't like like yeah. like Dawn. Oh, I'll keep I, I forgot all about it. I'll Anytime keep my I hear Dawn, on it I bring sure. it up even if it has nothing to do Absolutely yeah. have to. Uh next one was Oberyn. La- last one I had was Oberyn. Oberyn Martell yeah. is the one who Are we gonna meet him soon? Yeah, he'll come to King's Land in this book soon. He'll show up with a bunch of he's not supposed to show up. It's supposed to be What's the what's the story with the Maester? What did the Maester do to not save Willis's like uh, if, I, because he's known for like poisoning and stuff uh, I think there's like suspect that it's like poison or whatever but the thing is like Oberyn and Willis are actually really good friends like they both really like Hawking uh, and like they get they read because they read they both read a lot like I think they're pretty good friends and they're friends yeah, now to this day hold any, uh, like they become friends after the fact like Mace yeah. is pissed about it because his heir can't be a, a is crippled he's the yeah. buff fish he wants his family to be 
perfect, and his heir is now crippled, so he hates Oberyn. But like Willis yeah, has yeah. nothing against him. Like he, they're I think they're chill. That's interesting. So yeah, not nothing crazy, and again, nothing really happens with that. But yeah, and again, I think I guess that's who. It's been a while since I read these books, like the whole way through for these, like the last half. I I forget what. I guess Cersei gets married to Willis, or not married to, but like that's what is supposed to happen before Tywin dies. Why are they not marrying this? Oh, Garland's already Garland married in Loras's Kingsguard. Mm. Loras isn't. I don't think Loras ever comes to Kingsguard in the show. No, because Cersei's going to marry Loras. Yeah, they didn't have time to introduce to another Tyrell. There's no Willis. There's no Garland. There's no Garland. Yeah, there's only one. Because Garland wears Renly's armor, right? right. And and Loras becomes the king. Uh, yeah, they all just like. In the in the show, Loris wears the armor. They're all Loris is all of them. <laughs> Loris is all of them. Yeah, which, which, which it's it works. It actually works. Yes, it, you don't lose much from there. You don't lose much at all. But the Tyrells are like a whole like family. In the books, there's a lot of theories about the Tyrells doing the, shit. The but. only thing that like Loris was supposed to be this badass fighter, and you see like really badass fighters, right? You see the Hound, you see the Malon, and Loris is like a little dumpy thirteen year old in the show. Yeah, in the show. He's in the so show. unimpressive yeah, in the looking in the yeah, show yeah. that it's like, there's no way this guy is the best knight. But again, they kind of, <laughs> again, it's not the same in the books, but they play on like the whole, like, he's a good jouster, not really a good fighter. He Not a good but, knight, But yeah. even in the show, like, he's fight, he is the one-on-one, he's in a one-on-one with Brienne and like holding his own at the end, and she's one of the best fighters. Yeah. So like, he's got to be pretty good. You know, yeah. And he looks super yeah, unimpressive. Not, not impressive, yeah. Agreed. Right. Yeah, we don't got, that's, that's all I got. So, uh, good chapter. Got Next it. one. John. John one. Oh my gosh, so good. John and Mance and Tormund. Oh, I'm excited for that. I, I was for a second I was like, what the fuck? Where is John? But now now I'm excited. That's yeah, a good one. But alright, I'll see ya. Alright, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe. Bye.